Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. G'day guys. Welcome to the Beers and Breakevens podcast. Proudly brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Going, uh, I've been left uh, not alone today on the podcast. My old mate, the Rogue League Guru, he's left me in the lurch a little bit. Got called up to New South Wales Blues Camp, actually. Assistant coach, Freddie needed a bit of a hand going into game two, must win, need to save his career. So he had one place to turn. He went to the Guru. So uh, congrats to the Guru, but he's uh, dodged the beers and breaking his podcast. Luckily, We've got Ryan Selvage from Supercoach365 stepping up. Rise up. Yeah. How are you, mate? Oh, beautiful, mate. Great to be here. Uh, massive shoes to fill. Massive the shoes to fill. Speaking of Guru in Origin Camp, I reckon he would have preferred like the Origin Pathways, get around the under-16s, 18s, under-20s yeah. or so. Like, I think there's probably a role there for Guru going. going He's more through. of a development manager, yeah. isn't he, than like an out-and-out coach. Yeah, he can, he can see talent. And some of these names that we'll talk about uh, here today, there's... To quote Guru himself, they could be anything. So <laughs> I'm sure he's gutted to miss this week because this is the week where... We do get to see a lot of these guys who, who you know, could go on to better things. It is. It's Guru's week. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. You've got all these young blokes, the rookies coming up. Obviously, five NRL games on. Blokes out to origin duty. Teams are depleted. Young yeah. blokes, Talon, De Silva, all these young guns. Guru knew where they grew up, knew where they played their first game of footy, have, yeah. has their stats from their first game of under fours. But he's not here. <laughs> There's also a name later in the in the, uh, the podcast. The uh, Storm game, mm. uh, for Alonga. Yeah. I know he uh, tipped him up early in the preseason. I think he's even got his, you know, uh, length and, and weight the time that he was born. He so, does. Um, so yeah, we'll get into all of this and yeah, looking forward to, yeah. to chat some of these younger names. Uh, guys, Guru annoys me. So here's an opportunity for us. Leave your best sledges to the Rugby Guru in the comment section of the YouTube video. So I would love to read through that and just maybe a light Sunday evening reader and riser. So looking yeah. forward to that one. Guys, winner of the Parramatta Eels giveaway, Zane, correctly guessed Croker to score 45 in his 300th NRL game down in the nation's capital. Zane will be joining myself and the Guru and the Hello Sport Boys, Tom and Eddie at the Field Club this Saturday. Eels versus Manly Seagulls, the best game day experience in rugby league. Uh, Guru put a few correct guesses into a randomizer. Zane was spat out as the winner, spoke to him this morning. He's keen to get along for the ride, so looking forward to that one. Best thing about this weekend in the Parramatta Eels game day experience, they've got the bomb machine. It's, it's reported to be a Burton spiral torp, but it spirals the opposite way. Unbelievable. Guru is at about $2 million to one to take that. I will be filming. I will be sharing. Cannot wait for that one. Shout out to Parramatta and Combank Stadium for putting on this unreal opportunity at the field club. Now, Riser, let's get stuck into it, mate. Yep. Score from round 15, it was, it was a mad week. Yeah, like, all these guns went down. Yeah. Some sides were not so much short, but certainly short on quality. Mm. How'd you get through it? 12.67, so a little bit uh, lesser than yourself and, and Guru here as we look in. But um, just I was disappointed because I had Cody as vice-captain originally, and then when he was ruled out, I probably didn't take full advantage of that. Mm. I didn't go to anyone else, and, and it's you know, easy to be hindsight Harry and say you would have thrown it on Ruben Garrick, but that was the obvious pick for me. So, look, I'd probably let... 150 points go there so disappointing but you know still inside the top two percent so overall can't be too disappointed yeah you're having a good season mate so firing up towards the top end of the order 
Uh, myself, 1,299 points, dropped... Uh, I thought I actually might see a bit of green this week. I was mm. going through the scores at the end of the Sunday evening. Shot a lot of twelve sub twelve hundreds. There are a few. I was actually over thirteen hundred, and then Mitch Moses downgraded yeah. like ten points. Right. As Nico Hines, who I did know, went up about fifteen points and had the worst game of his career. People reckon. So anyway, not filthy at all. Tell um, you what, Guru would be shattered if he can't be here to uh, read out this score. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, Guru had a good week. So I've dropped to, I think, about 2,900th overall. So still not in a bad spot, but uh, big buy-in this week. Hopefully see a bit more green there. Guru, 1,349 points. The big fella's on the charge. So good score for him, and hopefully he can back it up as much as I hate to say it this week. And yeah. he'll be back, back on deck next week to, to gloat about it. No doubt. Guys, Blue Wealth Property, proud sponsors of the podcast, upcoming events. If you are listening to this podcast today, 14th of June, we've touched on it a few times, but a wealth through property event. Sharks at Karela in the Sutherland Shire, 6.30pm tonight. I'll be attending that. If you're looking to get into the property market, looking to expand your portfolio, amazing night. I went to it last year. We'll be attending this one tonight again. Cannot wait for it. Such an eye-opening like. uh, Let you know where you stand. If you're a chance of getting into the market, wherever you're at, they're the absolute experts of it. If you cannot make tonight, or if you're listening to, to tomorrow, there's also an event in the Sydney CBD on the 29th of June. Melburnians, the Victorians, South Bank in Melbourne on the 5th of July, an event down there as well. Uh, you can also watch the webinar for all these events if you're not around the area. So RSVP to those events via the Rugby League Guru YouTube channel in the description of this video. There are links there where you can register to go to the events. Hopefully I'll see you at Sutherland tonight though. Uh, Ryan, let's get stuck into Team List Tuesday, mate. Cowboys versus Panthers, Friday 8pm at the Cowboys Kyle Felt and Sammy Valamai on the wings. Kyle Labart, Santa, Jake Granville at nine for anyone who still owns Jakey Granville. There yeah. are a few sneaky people that, that, uh, that popped in there and picked him up earlier on. Lukey and Leilua on the edges. Taumalolo at 13. Supercoach-wise, probably nothing too relevant there. Taumalolo back at 13. Could only help the cause, but yeah. What do you make of Tamalolo this season? I know he's coming back from injury mm. here, but even you look at his numbers, his minutes even, his output, it's probably just not what we've come to expect from Tamalolo in the last couple of years. And I think he will be a popular target this week. Numbers aside, just going off that name, he's back and he's going to have to play a, a role through the middle there with no Cotter. So I'm just a little bit wary about going to Tamalolo myself this week. Mate, I hadn't actually even considered him, but like now that you've uh, brought it up, I'm going, oh, yeah. round, round uh, 16 number, he couldn't be worth too much, could he? I wouldn't uh, think so. But yeah, first game back from injury, and I think you look at his numbers prior, it's probably someone that I wouldn't be diving into headfirst this week, but yeah, he's he averaging, could come out. Averaging 46 this season. Yeah. Just a, a massive drop down from where he was, you know, years gone by. And yeah, the interesting thing about it, like, yeah, minutes have dropped a little bit down to 53 per game this season, but... 55 last year, 59 the year before, early 60s, the years prior, where like, it seems like an age ago where he was this super coach gun where he averaged 72 in 2020, 78 in 2019, yeah. and you had to have him. That's the, that's the vision, though, that people will hope to see again. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not for me this week. I think more interesting, though, looking at this team list, is the return of Kyle Felt. Was he dropped against the Storm a few weeks ago? Was he rested? Because I think Sammy Valamai, to that point... Mm will be someone that people may be looking to this week and weeks to come with that massive score in his rolling average. That's it. He got the hat-trick in his first game for the club, the former Canberra Raider. What was he? He tunned up 114. Look, I'd, I'd be worried. They get the Panthers at the optimal time with all mm. their origin players out, don't they? Negative yep. 27 break-even. Oh, he's awkwardly priced at 384k. If he had another game under his belt and that break-even, I could do it. But, yeah. like... Sammy was terrific in that game against Melbourne, but there was also one standout moment in defence where he led a try through that was really, really soft. And there's a reason he hasn't played more in a before. Now, that's not saying that he can't mature a lot like any young footballer in the top grade and lock down a, a spot in the NRL. But with Mo Taolang and Kyle Felt there, I just think it's too risky. Yeah, and I think interesting as well to see what side that they line up on because Valame in that game that we mm. speak of there, was a right-side winger. Kyle Felt, predominantly a right-side winger as well. So who goes to the left? And I think that could then tail into who is Scotty Drinkwater feeding. Drinkwater's yeah. been on fire the last five or six weeks. So, so good. Probably someone that we haven't even mentioned throughout the season. Drinky, I think just off the back of the Cowboys form, you tend mm. to go away from teams that are struggling, particularly attacking players. I'll tell you nothing with Scotty Drinkwater. 
Round two, he had that one-point game in 70 minutes against the Broncos. People sort of put a line through him and, and were like, you know, yeah. don't even consider him. He, everyone went cold on him, but since then, like he hasn't, he has had a low score of forty-four, and he's had three tons since then. Like missed round three, four, five. Mm. He's averaging seventy points, seven ninety-six k. Hard to knock what he's doing. Like he's got a three-round average of one hundred and five. You take out that one, mm. and that season average is closer to seventy-eight. So that's upper echelon of fullbacks. I think looking ahead to the Cowboys fixtures, the last month I know they do have a buy, but I think they also play the Sharks and the Dolphins. Mm. I think knowing that Latrell, you're going to probably want him back after Origin at some point. I can see Drinky to Latrell being, uh, sorry, Latrell to Drinky being a, a popular trade target back into the year because yeah. Souths have that round 26 buy, I think. Yeah. So he'll come into more relevance, I think, Scotty Drinkwater. A few to keep an eye out for the Penrith Panthers. Now, there's a bit going on here. Hallelujah. Stephen Crichton, 18th man for the Blues, yep. gives Tyrone Peachy a reprieve at centre and just a low key. Gun cheapy for anyone who did jump on this season. He's made some decent coin, lowish break-ups, a bit more money to come. But most importantly, he plays the second major buy round as a starting centre against the leaky Cowboys defence. So thrilled for Peachy. Tom Jenkins comes in on the wing. Jamin Salmon at six. Zach Hosking on the edge. Also mm. wonderful news for those who held him. I, I've sort of reluctantly held for, for a few weeks now, thinking you know, he'd get more time over this period. Taking gurus, you know, awesome inside around team news. Yep. Um, yeah, Hosking will be playing great minutes from round 14 onwards anyway. I think uh, his, his mail, though, around Hoskins has been incredible this year. Um, guru, good. I think he got him the week, you know, he tipped us up the week he was going to come into the team, let us know early that he was going to be out uh, against the Roosters. So um, very close to Zach Hosking there. I, Luke Garner on the bench, though, sort of worries me because... Hosking has been getting spelled from Martin or, or by Martin, so Garner could come in and, and do a similar role. Did uh, Guru slip you a pineapple or a Benjamin or something before this? Podcast? He hasn't yet, but if he's watching and he wants to, um, <laughs> he's got my number, so he can uh, find my BSP. <coughs> Matty Eisenhuth at 13. Sonny Luke on the bench, and then, as you said, Luke Garner. So whether or not Hosking gets his 80 or not, I'm not sure, but get, have him this week if you're on him. You don't obviously don't mm. buy him. You play him. Check out his minutes and reassess his uh, long-term spot in his side after this week. But yep. as far as I'm concerned, he's probably in my spot for in my side for another one to two weeks. Mate, Knights first rooster, Saturday, 3 p.m. The big, big news from Team List this week. No Gregory Marthew. Do you own? Uh, I do, to this point. Uh, how It's inexcusable, really. And to quote the guru again, an absolute kick in the dick. The, the week that, you, <laughs> that you're after numbers... You're after numbers, and one of your better centre-wing oh. options just doesn't make the bus. Like, you know, come on, set, set an alarm. We've all got yeah. these phones. You bet one of your better players with high upside. Yes, in this game, Saturday 3pm, oh. you know, that's an easy easy 80, you'd think, at least. <laughs> Worst case. So Walks in 80. Yeah, yeah. This is very disappointing. Uh, as a non-Greg Marju owner, absolutely stoked to see it. So, yeah. Uh, mate, holding, selling? I'll, I'll probably be selling. Really? Yeah, I think I will Talk because I think if you get his um, fixtures up, yep. he obviously misses this week. I think they have a, a more difficult game next week. Penrith next Penrith week. Penrith next week. I do – I mean, they didn't do it last game, but surely to God Penrith rests some players post-origin. But yep. regardless, Penrith to Penrith. Just, at, yeah. At, uh, out in Penrith. So away to Penrith. And I'm just looking here. So Penrith, the, the two origin-affected games last year – um, you know, looking at names when they had like mm. Kurt Falls and, and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. So even when they're without their origin stars, the max points they conceded was 18. So the defence doesn't go away just because yeah. their origin players do. More the attack impacted. Yeah. So for me, I think Marju is a sell. I just want a player in this game, and we'll get to that a little bit later, who that is. Interesting. Um, I just yeah. think it's a great fixture, and, and Marju not there. 600 and what is it, 620-odd K, I think. Um, there's money there to move. There is, 675. So there's certainly yeah. money to, money there. Obviously got the 138 against Manly in his rolling average. Mm. I'd be holding if I owned. I just think he's a season-long keeper. He's got three tonnes to his name already, basing 32, which is rock solid. And I think the big factor is... There's a fit and a firing Caelan Ponger in that side. And I just think he's going to be dishing good ball on that left edge all season. He was a whisker with him scoring a try. Yep. Put it this way. He got so close to scoring against Brisbane in that left corner. Mm -hmm. If he scores that and scores 80 points, about an inch in it, does your mind change or not? 
perhaps, but you mentioned Ponga there, the let the cat out of the bag. Ponga would be the one that I'm moving to via Jules. Uh, okay. So via the Jules, just shifting, uh, I think it's a Sarko up. Yep. Um, just looks a great fixture. I think Ponga, there's this stat floating around, I think it's via the Supercoach Guns on Twitter that, when he's not kicking goals but playing fullback, he still averages around 70. Yeah. So if you can pencil him in for a 70 from Ponga this week, it, it's very hard to knock knowing that Marju is going to have a, next, a tough next month. Or he's not even going to be there. So, so does the next month for KP concern you? In that, I, I know like KP is so good he'll find attacking stats, whereas mm-hmm. Marju, if, if the Knights are in a well-beaten side, Marju might not get opportunities, whereas KP will find stuff. But yeah, just the highest ceiling, I think. Yeah, yeah. Playing, and playing the ceiling. K- right. KP's KP. You can't knock him. It's like if if if, yeah. his, if his melon stays clear and he stays on the field, he scores well and, he he, and he's at value. So we all know that every time you buy him, that's the risk you're taking. And you said he's strung games together now, so a month in a row. Bloody good to see. Uh, at the Roosters, Joey Manu, fullback. Big win for owners. I like it. I like it. I think we're going to see. Manu this week, what we were hoping to see when he went to six. Mm. What about, do you think that he could, I know that they were happy to move their spine around. Now, this may seem stupid, mm. but they were happy to move their spine Man, around. I with Guru every week, stupid spine. Okay, well, well, he might think this is stupid. And <clears throat> is there a world where they can keep the one and six, Tedesco and Manu on their backs, but just get Manu one pass out wider and, and play him more as a fullback and Teddy at the second receiver? Because yeah. I think that you see the Roosters' back line. The, the, the play stops with when Manu touches the yeah. ball. Just an idea. No, no I, I don't. If you're on first thought, I don't mind it much at all. In the sense that, Te- I mean, Teddy jumps into first receiver all the time anyway. It's like yeah. he should be sweeping out the back all the time, but he just wants the ball so bad. He just wants to get his hands on the ball. He ends up there anyway. And Manu is just not a six, full stop. So, mm. And I'm with you. I think we've seen the last month that, Gets to him, he doesn't pass it. It's not his game. Like, you don't expect him to. And he's in two minds thinking, I'm meant to pass. I've got a directive to pass and mm. feed my outside backs. But he just doesn't do it. Full back, it'll be get the ball and run. Yeah, and it's either that tip on to the centre or he goes. Yeah. Tedesco, just, just on that point, 2021, that was when they had the, the stack of injuries mm. and he sort of jumped in at first receiver a bit yeah. more, first, second receiver. 738 receipts that year. Touched the ball more times than ever in his career that year. 22 try assists. That was a career best as well. So you can see when he gets a little bit closer yeah. to the footy, a lot of people want Tedesco out of the play recently. You know, get him away from the ball. Yeah. He's doing too much. I think he needs to do more at the Roosters. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm a Tedesco owner, so I don't have him to do more. Teddy, get involved, mate. Yeah. Joe Martin, match one there. Another big one. Billy Smith at centre. Didn't play last week. Another big win for owners because it's a match-up against the Leaky Knights fans mm-hmm. where, you know, I know he's let us down a couple of weeks in a row, but he could also go 80 to 100 this week. I don't care if Billy scores 40. He's a number this yep. week, and I think that that's, you know, that green light's on. That's all we're hoping for this week from the, Billy. The, there's enough people out there selling. Mad. No. Uh, just on a week where you have a player playing, um, to the point around Marju, if he's playing this week, I'm not selling. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, Billy's there. You got to play him. And he's like three eighty six k. He could so easily knock out an eighty to one hundred this week, and earn another one fifty k. I just yeah. hold, hold it. Sandon Smith at seven. Nat Butcher front row. Satili Tupanua on the edge. Natafu wide at thirteen. So yeah, bit going on there. Guru's actually put these team lists together for me very kindly as well, and I'm reading through them. So if there's any stitch ups here, which there's every chance. Um, it's his fault. Parramatta <laughs> Eels. Ryan Madison at six. That's got to be a stitch up, mate, surely. Uh, Madison at six. Dion Arcee at seven was outstanding last week. Yeah. Slot in for Dylan Brown. Geez, he played good footy. I wish he was a bit cheaper in Supercoach, but uh, unfortunately not. Rugby league loves stories, doesn't it? Mm. And Jake Arthur back at Combank against his old mob oh. like a couple of weeks after he's gone. Wouldn't they love to have him this week, the Eels, and trot him out in the halves? Maddo at six. He would have to be the, the biggest body 5'8 we've ever seen. Of, yeah, of all time. Of all time. And up against another big body 5'8 in Schuster. So it's uh, the battle of the big sixes. Yeah, a few fair size of bloody old Warwick Farms on him there, mate. A huge boy. Uh, no Josh Hodgson again. Joel and Gowie bench. So Maddo back at six from injury. Whether or not he lines up there, he may, he may not. Uh, potentially Clint Gutherson switches into the halves. Seen a bit of talk around that, but we'll see. Sean Lane extended bench. Could you, let's say Lane comes in and starts. Maddo starting in that side. Could mm-hmm. you make a case for either of those guys this week? Parra do have. They've got a good drawing that they play this week. Yep. They play next week. Another quite a tough buy round. They play around 19. 
They missed round 18 due to the bye. In that round 18, full set of games. So you, yep. you can afford it. Maddo or Lane, any interest? Prefer Maddo. Yeah. I just think, yeah, having him there, he's going to have his hands on the footy, whether or not he plays six or on an edge, like he's a target. Um, but yeah, I think even though I think they're both coming back from injury. They are. Both first game back. Yeah. And yeah, Maddo, I mentioned on the SCP podcast last night, but just soft tissue injuries. I believe he was a calf injury. Right. And just ones like that, I'm so tentative to get them in first game back after. You just want to see him get through one game. Yeah, I think he's got the runs on the board though. Like, and you taking him on trust this week if yeah. you, if you are getting him in. I think he's averaged around sixty five ish, or you know, a couple of scores there around the sixty five seventies. So, you're hoping if he's playing playing minutes this week that he's doing that, even if he is playing in the halves role. Ko Weeks at Manly, fullback. Ruben Garrick at centre. Jake Arthur, as you mentioned, number seven. Ruben Garrick at centre. Fair play to the boat. Never doubt him again. We we yeah. sat there and we went through his numbers at centre in the past, and to be fair, they weren't pretty at all. And we thought, oh, you know, he's you probably buy him at centre, and then Tommy Turbo to miss a few weeks coming up. But mate, it was it 167, 169 points or something? Then holy moly. Yeah. Uh, massive, and I think if you even had said to me before the game that he's not only he's playing centre, he's playing right centre at Manly, I would have been even more off it. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't doubt good super coach players, and Garrick is exactly that. I won't steal his thunder, so I'll quote him. But the the spy on the podcast last night made the point: left edge where he normally plays, and when he does play centre, he play left edge centre. Josh Schuster goes to line, squares up, plays out the back to a mm. sweeping Tommy or whoever it might be. Right edge, Daly Chervens, that flat right. ball cuts yeah. out the back row to Garrick and he just got that clean, crisp service from DC and that was the difference, I think. It's funny because if you take this back two years and you, th- <clears throat> you thought of Ruben Garrick off that left wing outside of Turbo mm. and you put him anywhere in that back line, you wouldn't want him. Um, even, you know, because that was such a focal point in their attack, yep. that Turbo cut out to Garrick. He could be even better at right centre. Potentially. I mean, he scored a hat-trick. It yeah. was against the, uh, you know, uh, battered Dolphin side, yeah. but... Um, how can you knock that performance? Oof. You can't. Tigers v Storm, Saturday, 7.35pm, Campbelltown Sports Stadium, Brenton Aiden at centre, Stafford Toa at number six. Whether or not that remains, I'm not sure. It might do. Johnny Bateman at 13 once again. Talon De Silva at 14. Debut. Quote, guru. Could be anything. Could be anything. Uh, <laughs> so, interesting to have a watch there, but, mate, not probably too much to talk about team-wise at the Tigers. No, probably not. Just to credit to yourself and um, Ads Darussi off the, the Playbook mm. podcast a couple of weeks ago, you found Johnny Bateman. I think he was about 1% owned at the time. Yeah. Um, he's been killing it ever since. And I think those who didn't get him in a few weeks ago will be racing to him this week. Playing some good footy, big yeah. minutes across lock and edge. So it all bodes really well for Johnny Bateman. It's not too late to buy him at the Melbourne Storm. George Jennings on the wing. Jonah Pezzett comes back, I believe his first game back from injury at number six. Yep. Bronson Garlic at nine. Tarek Sims on the edge, mate. I brought Eli Katoa two weeks ago. Right. That was a blow. Yeah. You an owner? No. No, I, I dodged that, um, luckily enough. There's been a few of those where I've been, I've had them in my team and then I've reversed <laughs> it. He was one of those. And what's he, he's done a lacerated eye, is it? Yes. So, yeah. like, what are we looking at there? What's oh, he looking at? I, don't know, I thought weeks? he'd get his stitches in him. He'd be good to go this week, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not the Melbourne club doctor. Doesn't happen. No, it's a shame because, I mean, on paper, it looked a great trade-in. He had yeah. the fixtures. He had what looked to be a good run outside Jerome Hughes. Um, I know you you think you went to Hughes in the last couple of weeks. I didn't end up going you to didn't. him. Okay. Yeah, dagger. He scored 100 last week. Um, thank you. That game, I was like, oh, team was going pretty well on the weekend. Got to Sunday afternoon. And then Eli Katara, 10 minutes in, went off with a cut eye. I'm like, sweet. They'll, they'll, get the, uh, they'll get the stapler out, the Mick DeVere, the, the DeVere stapler. Tune it up and it'll be right. Come back on. Staple come back on and miss this week. Ugh. Anyway. Tough. tough. You get those. Uh, Justin Olam and uh, man, you mentioned before. Fire logo on the extended bench. Probably doesn't play, but lighting up Queensland Cup. We've seen his highlights. Bit of a weapon, the fullback. So keep an eye on those guys. Olam is due back from a concussion if he gets cleared. So right. every chance to come back into this team. Sharks v Dogs, Sunday, 4pm at Shark Park. For the Sharkies, Tommy Hailston in for Royce Hunt out. Toby Rudolph also on the extended bench. At the Doggies, Josh Adokar out. Braden Burns, hat-trick in New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Really like what I've seen from Burns in the past and this season. So good to see him there. Sharkies, Dogs, not probably too much team news-wise to touch on there, mate. 
No, not a whole heap. I just think on paper, you know, this game sets up very nicely for Nico Hines' captaincy. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people would have went that way last week, even though it was a tougher fixture on paper against the Storm. But this one, I mean, it's it's all but a no-brainer, I think, to have the, the captaincy on Nico. Agreed. Let's talk about Nico Hines right now, mate, because he's obviously one of the more trade-in players this week. He's got the high break even, coming off a stinker, but missed origin selection. The Sharks have the bye next week, but they do play round 16, round 19. I will add in there, uh, being sort of glass half empty, that if the Blues get done, Mitch Mosey has a, you know average game or whatever, you would think that Nico is the seven for the Blues in game three because it's a dead rubber, nothing to lose. Mm. Regardless, I think you've got to get him this week. As you said, it's a perfect matchup. Yep. I think you're playing the matchups, you, you're definitely going Nico. I'm not so sure if he's just a walk-up start game three because then not only is as the Blues team swallowed their pride once mm. to, to drop him. They've swallowed it twice to get him back in. So, for me, I think you get Nico this in this week and you hold him the rest of the year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I'll i be getting him this week. Get to trades a little bit later, but even if he misses 19, like I still want him in my team. Like, plays this week. I had a plan to get him in round 18 anyway when they play the Dragons. That mm. was when I thought he was in the origin set up and going to miss 19. So regardless, I just think we know he's got his 150 pluses in him big time. Could be this week. Could be that Dragons game. Around. He's already put 180-odd on the mm, Dragons yeah. in the year. So. Untouchable against him uh, earlier in the year. Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 02-9521-1611. Mate, stat deep dive this week. It's uh, it's not the deepest of dives. It's more of a stat scratch the surface because public holiday, it's just pushed content back a few days. Been chasing the tail ever since and basically... It's been a quick little uh, run sheet, so, mate. But we do have some nuggets of gold in it, I think. First one, Clint Gutherson. Mate, just going through his numbers. So, so good this season. He's averaging about 74. But 12 of his 14 scores this season have been 57-plus points. Yep. His two poor scores <coughs> have been against who I believe are the two best teams in the competition at the moment. The Rabbitohs, 25 points and 37 points against the Panthers. Hard to knock him. Jeez, he's consistent. You're happy to forgive those ones because yeah. I think any any fullback who's dependent on attacking stats probably churns out those numbers. Yeah. Uh, 138 against the Dogs the other day, first half hat-trick. I think more to the point about how consistent he is, you take out the 200s that he has scored, there's a plenty of scores there, 66, uh, 84, 71, 74, 75, 86, like numbers from 70 oh. to 85. <laughs> that he's just guaranteed every week. So he doesn't need the huge score to be a, a good scorer, if that makes sense. There's there's him who I'd love to get in. There's Dylan Brown. Uh, Dylan Brown. Dylan Edwards who I'd love to get in. But my fullback slot, is, it's turned into, after being a very, very tricky one earlier on this season, I've landed on a very nice little combination of Jareen Buller, who I got in pretty early. I missed his first prize rise, then got him in. Yep. Had played him every week since for his good run of scores. And James Tedesco, who I got in and there was sort of a few question marks there, but I saw him at the price, really light. He's gone whack, 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 two biggest tons, then went well against Penrith. So I'm sort of sitting there now going, stick strong with that for the time being. So I'd love to get either of them in, but obviously all only available at fullback, it's a bit hard to do. On to Dream Buller. <clears throat> Just turning into one of the all-time cheapies. 691k. He's had 490 grand in price rises, a break even of 20. He's going to blast past 700k and 500k in rises this week, up there with the all-time cheapies. He's done it easy as well, hasn't he? Yeah, like it just looks so easy for him. Um, I, I missed him. I, I sat here oh. a couple of weeks ago on uh, 
on the Playbook podcast and I mm. said he was like the Buller bus in you know, Denner Island in Fiji. It mm. just keeps going around in circles. <laughs> I haven't hopped on the bus. I, I can't now. Um, you can't now. I can't. Like. The BE of 20 this week, like, as you say, he's in a breeze past 700K. <sighs> he's an easy, not even a downgrade. He's mm. an easy straight sideways trade to a Latrell or a Turbo yeah. after Origin. So, uh, or even a Walsh even. Yeah. Um, so, phenomenal. Take your... Take your bias out of it and, and the pain he's doing to you. Two questions. Yep. Could he be a keeper? If not, when to cash out? With the Tigers playing around 16 and 19, but also the buy in the tricky round 17 next week. Who's to say he can't be a keeper? I'm not going to sit here and say he can't be. I just think the Tigers now without Appy, without Brooks the mm. next couple of weeks, like that's going to perhaps impact him. We won't know until we see it. Uh, as I said, you're not really cashing out because you, you're going to go to another premium option there yeah. if you are moving sideways to one of those bigger origin type players. So um, just hang on, keep riding this buller bus and uh, jump off when the time's right. I am thinking just that round 19 coverage looks a little bit too hard to pass up. So I'm thinking a trade of buller to one of these guns, be mm. it Tommy Turbo... Latrell, whoever is Reese Walsh, whoever's not going to have to post origin. Mm-hmm. I do think, as you said, with those key players out, you wonder how long the Tigers can keep it out for. At the same time, maybe it's a heap more ball in attack, in the same positions because they're out. I don't know. I suspect not, but the beauty of it is we'll get a look at Buller without those key attacking weapons in the side this week, yep. how he performs. He'll get another decent price size plays this week. Next week could be a super, super good move to cash out. However, with the round 19 coverage, I just think you wait till after that. I can see myself possibly going to him round 21. The Bunnies have the buy round 20, so to Latrell. Anyway. Plan ahead is the message there. Yeah, plan ahead. Always plan ahead. <laughs> Tino Fasua Malawi. Speaking of ones that I'd had looked, looked at throughout the year, but as I said, I've said time and time again, front row is not a position I, I pay up for. Six-round average of 63 in base stats. Yeah, you'd, you'd take that even as his final output. With nothing else, 63, you'd take that. Scores tries, though, as well, doesn't he? So that yeah. number, that average, what is it now? I think it's 75. Yeah. I actually bought him last week, Tino, considering origin. Like, wow, it good was, play. It was, I'll, yeah. Because I know coming out of origin, he's, you know, hopefully he backs up this week. If he doesn't, it's not the end of the world. I've got Tohu, I've got Tarpani there that, that can... I can make work, but how can I not be with someone like Tina? Good God. 108, 103, 93, he's passed three scores. Yeah, I I do think it's a bold purchase. I mean, it's paid off because you've got 93, only because if he plays Goodman's in origin, you know, does he play fewer minutes for the Titans? The thing is, the Titans play the Sunday game after origin two and three, so that yeah. bodes very well for him. Like... I believe they have the three-day backup after Origin two, Origin 1, and he still played good minutes. So with the extra day, Titans needing to win. There's no reason why he doesn't. The thing for me as well is I've got him. I'm not going to get rid of him. So I bought him at 760K. He's now 810K. Yeah. The price is now relevant. If he plays 50 minutes, he's probably going to score 50 points yeah. for the Titans. So, you know, you take that at front row. You take that as your, your last reserve at 2RF. So I'm happy to have him even if the minutes drop. Yeah. No, no, really great play there. And for someone like myself who, who doesn't own, when he's now at 813K, if he does stick around that or, you know, bags few on tries, continues to go up, you're sitting there going, oh, I'm going to pay 850 or 800 for a front rower. Yeah. And the mean, like Tappany 2.0 last year where he just kept churning out big scores and you didn't want to pay it for him, but uh, he hurt you. So, yeah, no, that's a great play. Uh, moving on to Matty Burton. Probably the one that's been lost in all this chart of Mitch Moses, Nico Hines, all these Jerome Hughes to a lesser degree at his price. But Matty Burton missed origin selection. He's rocking a five-round average of 81, three-round average of 84. Look, I understand that Nico is probably the priority option for, for anyone out there. But let's say people already have Nico or they've got an, two halfback spots to fill. Matty Burton? I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about Burton. I know you. You know those numbers there are great. Eighty-one mm. at five-round average. Like it's hard to knock. The goal kicking helps. He is a try scorer, even playing yep. in the halves. Like he, he is that run first sort of half, yep. which helps his game. Um, is there just a bit of a stench around the dogs? Like you don't know what you're going to get in any week. It could be an eighty from Burton, or it could be that eighteen. You know that we saw yep. in round one. 
I think so, mate. I'm not that keen. I mean, look, I, I, I have Mitchie Moses. I'm now, I'm now running a Mitchie Moses, Nico Hines combination half back, and I'm happy for them just to interchange through into a Nathan Cleary comes back, and then I'll look to get Cleary back in. But they sort of cover each other's buys through around 17, 18, so pretty well covered there. 19 yeah. even with Origin. So I just. They've got the buy next week, the Doggies, which is a little bit awkward. Knights round 18, terrific matchup. Bunnies round 19, but they're without their origin stars. And then they go Broncos and Panthers post-origin. So it's it's an okay run in the short term. But even the Sharkies this week, Sharkies are near full strength. So I don't love it, but as I said, sometimes it's just hard to knock numbers. Like what we're saying, there's, there's an issue with the Doggies and yeah. their, their form's poor, and he's still got a five-round average of 81. I think it just comes back to he is the, their attack, right? So even if they're scoring two tries, he's probably mm. scored one or he's been involved in both. Yeah. So that's what's mm. propping up that average. I think for those who are like, I think you're still holding Crossland. Yeah, Lord Crossland. Yeah, Lord Crossland. I think if you can make it work, and I wouldn't be breaking the bank to do it, but if you did want to upgrade a Crossland to a Burton or something of yeah. that kind, like I wouldn't be going... Uh, if you're still holding Cleary, I wouldn't be selling down to Burton. I wouldn't be moving uh, Dylan Brown or Cody Walker to Burton. Yeah. Brown, perhaps, but Walker, no. Yeah, yeah no, agreed, mate. Um, on Phoenix Crossland, he's just done so good for me this season. Like, the, the one week I've played in this year, and he punted out his 80-odd in, in the first Origin week. 80 minutes last week at Hooker. I didn't play him. That's sweet. No yeah. worries. But this week, if he can go 80 again for me and then sell next week. Is that your plan? Sell <coughs> next week? Because... Oh. That's it. Like he just seems to be one of those players. I think he's been involved in three or four of my trade outs, and then I undo the trade. Oh, absolutely, he's the cat has. with nine lives. Yeah. He, well said. He yeah. just keeps finding a way to stay in your team. Every time you go to trade him out, he dishes up an eighty minute performance or <coughs> gets an okay score. It's like get me through this buy round, and you have done a wonderful job. And also, his dual position around five eight and a half has come in so invaluable. Even this yeah. week, I, I, like I get trades very shortly, but. I'm looking at Ellie Katoa to Nico Hines. There's like three jewels involved in that, and one of them's Phoenix going from half back to five eight. I'm like, he's been so good in a very weird, weird way. The last one, mate, is a bloke we touched on before, so I'll be quick on him. But Johnny yep. Bateman, three round average of 86. His base stats last three games 64, 63, 53. I believe in the last two, he spent probably 20 to 30 minutes as a lock as well. So going between lock and edge. Uh, it might have been more than that time than that at lock uh, on the weekend. Just good numbers for Blake that we know has a bit of attacking upside. I love it. Um, I think getting him in the middle of the field, it's probably what they've needed. Mm. The Tigers a bit a bit more starch, and I don't think that's a coincidence that the Tigers are playing better because he's playing better, or that yep. he's that they are improving as he improves. Um, just just a couple more numbers here for you on Bateman. So the last three games he's played without tries, a fifty three, a fifty nine, and a sixty eight. So for me, that's the perfect. Last reserve at two RF around you know some of those mm. other names Hopgood Tino Tohu Tarpane, he just slots in there nicely. You can play him on weeks when those other guys have buys. Yeah, awesome options like so. that eighteen buy right. Hopgood's not going to be there. Bateman's probably that perfect guy to come in. Yeah, yeah, rate it. Few questions, mate. First one from Daniel Tracy, uh, and he he says, "When's it time to start culling mid ranges or fat and cash cows to guns and nuffs as we will have to build bank?" Now, I think. It's a bit of a general question early on. The, the point that I wanted to get to, though, was nuffs. And uh, it really interests me talking to, to super coach experts out there and getting their thoughts around nuffs because everyone has a different attitude towards them and they can be so vastly different. I'm strongly in the corner of I don't like them really at all. Maybe around that last major buy-in where you're looking for an extra number yeah. and you're looking for a dual position and to get a bank of cash to, to use post-origin to get guns back into your team. Maybe one of them there I, I can get around, but... <clears throat> we look at last week where we lost. Dylan Brown, Dave Fafida, Nathan Cleary, Cody Walker, Jack DeBellin, Billy Smith, Zach Hosking. Depth, depth, depth yeah. becomes key. And just like that was middle of the year. So I'm not a big enough man. Where do you sit on them? Uh, sorry, and we talk, when we talk about enough training and uh, general listeners out there, it's essentially these bottom dollar guys that are around 200K who you can bring into your team get a big bank of cash, you might get them for a week like, someone like Tom Jenkins mm -hmm. might be a good example for Penrith who, barring injuries, he's probably not going to play again this year after this week, but he'll give you an extra number, say this week, earn you that cash, and you can just sit there uh, for the rest of the season. 
Where do you sit? <laughs> in the pure sense of enough, like they play one week and never to be seen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the genuine enough. I think if you're doing that, I personally wouldn't be trading someone in who I then intend to trade out again. Mm. So, for example, like a couple of weeks back, I got in Blake Wilson of the Dogs. He played that week. It, it allowed me to get in. Um, uh, who was it? It could have been Tohu Harris, I think. So it sort of was like one of those two for ones. They play that week. They're a number in a bye week. I was hoping that they'd be here this week. Um, Blake Wilson, that is. He's not. So look, it's risk versus reward. If it's to prop up the cash for to get a gun that you're not going to trade out again, I don't hate it. But if it's, you know, you're, you're clamoring for a number that may not be there in two or three weeks' time, I, that's where I don't like it. Yeah. Especially this season where there's a buy every round, like it makes it tricky. Yeah. And on top of the three major buy rounds, there's three minor buy rounds. Like, I just think if you're going to do it, I'd be waiting till round 19 for an extra number. Yep. Uh, and if not, then like even after that, even after that third minor buy round in round 20. So yeah, not for me, but look, I can see why people do it. But geez, fire! There's just so many reasons people can be ruled out of games these days. And yeah. Yeah. I think someone like take you back a few more weeks when I got in um, Val Tafade. So he'd had that 90 against the Sharks. I was of the belief that if he never played again, I didn't really care. Yeah. Because um, I was happy to sort of finish with him there. Bottom dollar cheapy at centre wing. It allowed me to make moves elsewhere. He looks like he's coming back into some relevance. He's got a 40 last week. He's made some cash. But yeah, just be prepared for them not to be there is what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, a question coming in from. Caleb Gibb, is Jake Turpin the answer to our Sonny Luke problem? So Turpin, 307k, negative 10 break even, played 80 minutes against the Panthers on the weekend for 55 points. Uh, rate him, hate him, where do you sit with Jake Turpin? I'm a bit indifferent with um, Turpin, <coughs> and that's purely my circumstance. I've been running with two of, I've called them gun hookers the whole year, so mm. I started with Robson Grant, uh, now Robson Cook. So, yeah, for those in the Sunny Luke boat, I'm not sure. How's he been scoring? I know he played last week. He probably wouldn't have scored too well. Just not getting the minutes at all, yeah. Sonny Luke. Yeah. Kenny's getting all of them. So, Turpin probably has another, what, month, five weeks in that Max. Roosters 9? Yeah. Max, but they also have the bye around 19. So, Cheese is due back around about that 19-ish time. So, that maybe they wait till after the round 19 bye and bring Cheese back around 20. But so even when gets. Cheese is back, Turpin could hold that nine. He could. So if you're going to you know, stick around with him for, is that, what is he average? The last two weeks around 55. So you take that, um, you know, hopefully in, in come round 19, he could be 500K, you, you sell and yep. you make a profit. Yep. Yeah, hard to knock. So the, the only issue there is a potential early return of Cheese. But as it stands, you should get at least three games, make some good coin, be a good number for you this week. And as I said, just get Sonny Luke out of your team because he's... Just not getting the minutes at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, Sonny, question from uh, S. Burton. Joe Tarpany, generally, what is his role and what the hell is with his points? Just, he's been rock solid all year, only early to mid-40s against the, the Warriors on the weekend, but just hasn't delivered the heights that we'd hoped uh, of yes, of last season where he was on an absolute tear. He was the must-have sort of front row forward to have. As I said, he's been solid, but not great. I watched him at that um, <coughs> game against the Tigers, Campbelltown, a few weeks back. Mm. And he went off and I thought, oh, no, he's off. Because he's very minutes dependent. I think that's, that could be the only knock. I think his minutes dictate his points. Yeah. But then he came back on about... Six, seven minutes later, and he's played 70 minutes. Awesome, you know, uh, 67 that night. Could the ball in play be a factor? Because because of the minutes dependent, plenty of points down there in Canberra the other mm. night. Ball in play, you know, standing around watching Sean Johnson kick goals against the Raiders the other night. Um, I don't know, I'm looking for angles. That could be the only thing. I, I just don't think he's getting the, the attacking stats of last year. Like, his base of 55 is still pretty elite. Like, you mentioned that that night against the Tigers, he had 63 in base. Yeah. The week before he the Bunnies, he scored 82 points in 68 minutes with 76 in base. It's absurd. But he's not tackle-busting as much as last year. He's not offloading as much as last year. And on top of it, no tries, no assists. So there's just no attacking numbers to bol bolster him up. Do you reckon that's a directive from Ricky to, to put the offload away? Because that first six weeks, he didn't <coughs> offload the footy. Yeah. 
I, I do think it's directive. I just I don't understand. You can see them in tackles at times where they just have every opportunity to pop it out the back and they don't do it. And I just think that has to be directive based. Like mm. coaches would say, let's get the same phase play going, or they say, no, like let's play high percentage football, keep it under the arm. So look, I don't know. He does tend to build into. His minutes have been a lot better the last three weeks, averaging around about 65 to 70 in time. So look. Hasn't scored a try yet as well. So don't forget that. Like When the tries come, we've seen it with Tina. Yeah. Suddenly, two or three weeks, he could score a try, two tries, and we're thinking, wow, how do we not have Tarpane? Correct. How do we miss this guy? And to think a bad year is him averaging 62 and has been rock solid in a front row four position that's been a bit up and down this season. So I think you just hold him long term. And you know the Raiders play round 19 as well. So he offers good coverage. But yeah, been... Just back to that point around ball in play, and mm. I don't want to harp on, but the the Seagulls game where he scored a ball at a 47, Tarpane, mm. uh, Manly scored seven tries. And then again the other night, you know, the Warriors scored six. And yeah. two of his lower scores. I don't think it's a coincidence that yeah. that could be a factor. So Raiders defend. defend. And then again, he defends, you know, the Tigers aim up at Campbelltown, one-point game in the end, and he scored a 70. Yeah, so. nuts with enormous base. So, yeah, yeah no, it's a fair call. Question from Jacob S. Hey guys, my two. Uh, this is a good question and a boat a lot of people have been. Hi guys, my two halfbacks are Moses and Hughes. I got Moses in last week and Hughes the week before. Do I fade Nico or do I sell one of them to Nico? Jeez, it's tough because you feel like you're wasting trades there around Moses. So tough. Because of those two, Moses probably has to be the one to go suddenly because doesn't play this week. Had that 18 by, does he back up 17? Yeah, three-day three turnaround from Origin on the Saturday. I think he does. Provided he gets through Origin, I think he does because Parra need to win games and they don't have a half mm. with Brown out as well. But if you get some knocks in Origin... they got Maddo at halves. Oh, Jesus. they got a half. Huh? Yeah. they got a massive half. Um, no, but of those two, Hughes, as, as we say, is starting to catch fire. Um, they have a bye next week. Storm potentially. No, they're done. No, they finish uh, no, 19. No, 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 nineteen. Nineteen bye. Okay. Um, Nico plays that week, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, suddenly there's a, an option there that swings it against Hughes. Um, it's so hard. Toss toss the coin. Heads tails. Heads Moses. Tails Hughes. Yeah. But you're saying you would trade one of them for Nico? Well, it depends. Maybe how many numbers does he have? Because he doesn't need a halfback this mm. week. And then you get a look. If Moses doesn't play next week, then maybe you, you make the call. But then you're risking Nico 150 this week. Yeah. So. God, it's a tough decision. You'd feel sick trading him, but you'd feel equally as sick not owning Nico this week against the Doggies. And like we say, you know, the knock against Hines not being picked for Origin was that he bullies the bad teams, mm. in inverted commas. You know, Sunday at home against a bad yeah. team. This, this could, be, could be anything. Yeah. Oh, mate, trades and <coughs> skippers for NRL Supercoach Round 16. We'll touch on the gurus firstly. No trades, he says. Absolute coward. Uh, he's got 15 players already, so stacked up really well. Already owns Nico Hines, so fair play. I'd be holding fire too. Mm-hmm. Skippers, he's got VC, Kalen Ponga, C, Nico Hines. What are you looking at? Uh, much the same for me. Um, bringing in Kalen Ponga this week, and I'll just have a look at my trades here now. Uh, Ponga in for Marju. So just yep. taking advantage of that night's game at home against uh, the Chooks Saturday afternoon. I just think it's a it's a great game for Kalen. And then Connolly, Lemu, Elu out, and Johnny Bateman in. So that allows me to go VC on Ponga. I think Hines is the obvious captain as well. Beautiful. For myself, I have, I think, 13 plays at the moment. Looking at one trade... And that's Eli Katoa to Nico Hines. I would love to get Ronaldo Mulitalo in this week, but I said I've got the numbers at the moment. So unless someone else was to pull out, I'd probably hold fire on that and just stick with uh, saving a few trades. Mm-hmm. If someone does score really poorly and goes a sub sort of 25, I might look to make another trade to bolster that, but pretty happy with where it's at at the moment. VC will be uh, pretty easy ones for me this week. So Captain Nico Hines, VC Joey Manu for the Roosters. I think they look like pretty uh, knockdown options. So that's what I'm running with. Do you own Ponga? No. Okay. I was going to say, if you did own Ponga and Manu of those two, because mm. like, they're playing the same game. An interesting one. Um, just on, on your trade situation, how many have you got left? And is there a week, is it feasible where you can make, I know Guru's doing it this week, no mm. trades. Like, have you budgeted for a week with no trades in the run home? Uh, not so much budgeted for none. However, I said, happy to do one this week as it stands. Next week, uh, numbers pending. My numbers look pretty good for round 17, even with the three 
sides on the buy. So yep. could easily go no trades next week. And I've also, because of injuries to other key players, I've held on to like a guy like Dave Fafida, who I still think is a genuine sell option. But mm-hmm. I've held Fafida, got Nico in this week. You know, my fullbacks are going very well. I've got Harry Grant still at hooker. So there's not a heap that I need to get back in. So I'm pretty happy with where I'm placed. You said you wanted Ronaldo and you think Fafita's a sell. Could you I go thought via about the jewels? It. That's yeah. the one that if something if something drops, it might be that. I just think when I can cover Fafita this week, I can I'm happy to cop his price drop if he and I, and if he gets benched coming back after Origin two or three yep. and plays thirty minutes and you know what? I'm really happy to to bench him in my side and not play him, mm-hmm. but save the the two trades. One to get him out, one to get him back in. He's a keeper. So yep. I think they don't have that the last buy is around seventeen, the Titans. Yeah. So they play the rest of the year. You're gonna want him most weeks. Um I can't help but think, though, a few weeks back when you said that Ronaldo hasn't had that 150 game yet or that 130, mm. you know, um, conservatively. Could this be the week? Against the doggies yeah, at home. I like I said, I want him. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense. So round, make sense. R- round 19 <clears throat> by the Tides, as I said, they do play the Sunday, so maybe he does back up and start for them. They need wins. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I couldn't justify doing it. However, I am eyeing it a little bit. I'm, I'm eyeing potential Mully Talo, but uh, we'll see, mate. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll wrap that up there for another Supercoach round 16. Ryan Selvage, thank you very much, mate. Once again, where can they find Supercoach 365? Yep, across the socials, YouTube, just search Supercoach 365. Um, yeah, pleasure to be here and uh, have fun out there Saturday night at uh, Combank. Sounds like a, a great night. Guru under the higher ball is going to be one of the great sites. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.